Praise God one more time. Praise God in a dance. Praise Him with the fruit of your lips. Let Him know exactly how much He means to you. Um, it is. This is the day that the Lord has made. Listen, mm -hmm. we're going to be glad. We're going to rejoice. Yes, we are. And be glad therein because, mm -hmm. listen, God is, we are supposed to rejoice. We are mandated to rejoice. We have um, a right to rejoice. You have a right to be happy. You have a right to be rejoiceful. Yes, you do. And I just thank God right now because, listen, in Him is life. In life is a lot of men. And, and we just want to praise Him right now. Very quickly, listen, before I forget. And I said I was going to start doing this. Um, and because I'm, I'm always having dream, dreams, strange kind of dreams and different things. I had one of those particular dreams last night. Actually, I had a dream last night. Some people may call it a dream. Some people may call it a nightmare. <laughs> a night terror. I don't know. But it, it was kind of. I had a dream last night. All right. And I actually have a, I had a dream about a particular gentleman. A particular um, uh um, somebody I actually know, and I should put no of, give them saying sometimes we can see somebody on TV and we think we know them, or we can see somebody out in the supermarket and we say to ourselves we know them, or we, we see somebody here and there, we say we know them, we don't really, really know them, so I should say that I uh, know of them, and um, had some interactions with them and uh, different things, and I was, um, my God, dreaming. Um, and this particular um, person came in a dream, um, ma um, man of God, man of the Lord, you know, I don't know. Um, and the dream was, is that we were under attack, or he was under attack by the enemy. And he was possessed by um, an evil spirit, I put it that way. And he, as he was being possessed by this evil spirit, um, yes, he was saying the right things. He was preaching the right things. He was talking about different things uh, that a man of God should be talking about. But on the inside, his spirit was evil. His spirit wasn't right. And um, this spirit began to try to torment myself and, 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 and come against me in, in, in different ways, physically, mentally, and different challenges I begin to have because uh, the spirit was fighting me through this young man. I'm like, my God, him and his wife, actually. And I'm like, my God, what is going on today? Now, what am I saying is, that doesn't mean that this particular um, person is actually is possessed. <laughs> Doesn't mean this particular person actually does have a problem. So you gotta be careful when how you interpret the different dreams. But the the key was was this: don't be fooled by the outside. Don't be fooled by titles, and never put men so much on a pedestal, the way you think they are above God. In other words, what God is saying simply is: don't have any confidence in the flesh. Don't always go off what people look like and what they're saying and what they're doing because, trust me, God is saying this, that that particular uh, person could be possessed 
with an unclean spirit. Lord have mercy. I should show you this. I don't know if I have time to even show you this. Um, because I got to preach the gospel in a minute. Like a promise. But and, and, it, and it freaked me out because I had some recent... And, and, um, and, and sometimes your dreams come like that to warn you of something that's going to happen in the future. And you need to start paying attention to your dreams. Yes, you do, because dreams mean a lot. They mean a lot to, to, to um. They mean a lot to have you in a direct lead you in the right direction. Let me show you something real quick. Because uh, you don't believe me, so let me show you something real quick in Acts chapter sixteen. This this interpretation of the dream I have, like this was saying. Acts chapter 16, I'm going to start reading our verse number 11. It says this, Therefore, loosing from Tros, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Napios, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were in that city by biding certain days. And on that seventh day, we went out of the city by a riverside, where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of of Paul. Watch this. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If we have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come unto my house and abide there. In my house, and abide there, and she constrained us. And watch this, because when you really in the word, and when people really love the word, and when people love the ministry, they want you to stick around. Mm -hmm. They want you to stick around. And it came to pass as he went to prayer. Watch this. Now they're going to prayer. They ain't going to the bar. They're not going to the strip club. They're not going um, to the block party. They're not going to different things. Um, that we think that the devil hangs out there. I keep telling people this often. is just, just because, see, we think that the devil only hangs out in the crack house. We think the devil only hangs out, uh, at the, like, like I'm saying, in, where there's negative activity going on. Sometimes the devil hangs out in prayer. Sometimes he hangs out with a long dress on. Sometimes he dressed himself up as a religious person, an evil spirit, as somebody's bishop or somebody's deacon, and 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 I'm I'm learning that now. You can't really can't go off the outward appearance no more. You really can't. You never could. You never really can go off the confidence in the flesh no more. You really can't go off just because somebody looked the part, acted the part. They must be the part. No, watch. Let me show you something real quick. Now he says, "Came passes went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying." The same fought of Paul and us, cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. That's what she was saying. She was saying all the right things, but her spirit wasn't right. And that's how my dream was last night. That this young man in my dream was saying all the right things, but he was possessed with a spirit of divination. Attracted to the anointing. Watch it. And the follow up Paul and the Christ saying, These men are the power, servants of the Most High God, which shown to us a way of salvation. 
And she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And she came and he came out the same hour. Now watch this. And, and the Bible goes on to tell how Paul, now, now he cast out this devil from this woman, even though she was saying the right things, but he cast this devil out. She wasn't following Paul and, and them cursing them out. She wasn't following Paul. Um, saying that he's a liar and that he's a false prophet. He wasn't following Paul, saying that they also listen to him and, and blah, blah, blah. No. She wasn't following Paul, offering her, her body to them or some stuff like that. No, she was following him, saying these men are the power of the Most High God, which shown to us a way of salvation. And she did this many days. Because she was saying the right things, but her spirit wasn't right. There's a people around you right now, they are saying all the right things, but their spirit isn't right. There's a woman right now hanging around you, man of God, that has been saying all the right things, but her spirit isn't right. There's a, a man hanging around you right now, a woman of God, and he's saying all the right things, but his spirit isn't right. There's some people in the congregation right now, they are saying all the right things, but their spirit isn't right. Listen, you got to have no confidence in the flesh. Definitely don't have no confidence in titles. The Lord have mercy. And the Bible goes on to tell how, and then I might have to talk, I might have to teach on that too tomorrow. See, I'm going to pick that up tomorrow. But right now, I got to preach the gospel because my mind set is go ahead and preach this gospel to you. How, how you lead me, Lord? Continue on. Okay, the Lord told me to continue on. So now I'm going to start a new series. And we'll just call this. Saying all the right things, but the spirit, of, and that, and that's how a lot of people get themselves married, because he was with somebody that was saying all the right things, but their spirit wasn't right. Now notice, now Paul, now Paul is a man of God who has great power. He he he's 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 smart. He's he's wise. He's he's pow he's powerful in the Lord. He's 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 mighty in the scriptures. He's um a man so powerful that he can um when he, one time he was preaching that a, a man um fell asleep. Fell down dead, broke his neck. Paul went to revive the man, went back upstairs, kept on preaching. Um, Paul, from his body, was taking handkerchiefs and aprons. And people were healed of many diseases and evil spirits came out of many just because the, the handkerchiefs and aprons, they were touching Paul. And yet, they, they began to touch the people. And because the people didn't even touch Paul, but they touched some that was touching Paul. And because of that, they were healed, delivered, and set free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Paul was a bad boy. Paul was a bad man. But listen, even though he was a bad boy, even though he was a bad man, even though he had some experience with God, yet it took him many days to figure out how is this woman following us. And yet her spirit isn't right. He was grieved. It took him many days. It may take you many years to figure this thing out. It may take you many days, many weeks, many months, many years Hopefully it don't take you many decades, but it's some people that been hanging around you right now, man of God, that don't have the right spirit. And they're saying all the right things. They're doing all the right things. They're at the Bible studies. They're at the prayer meetings. They're at the, they're at the different things. And spirit is jacked up. And around those people, a lot of times those people are designed to, 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 to tour other people and get people out of the church. You ever been in the ministry that's good and teaching is good, the ministry is good, and yet the congregation ran people away? And you see yourself, man, this is a great man of God. Seeing that me, his congregation should be bigger. Wonder why? 
it was because that wife that he got, or that husband that she got, is uh, running people away from the church day after day, and creating disciples for themselves. And this she did many days, many years, many decades. But finally, finally, maybe one day, somebody had to be bold enough to say, Come out of her, thou unclean spirit. Listen, let me read you something else. Let me read you that again. Listen, the same followed Paul in us, crying, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shown to us the way of salvation. That's what she was saying. This woman, she was saying the right thing. She was dressing the part. She was looking the part. You can't go off the outward appearance. You can't go off what some people are saying. You got to go deeper than that. You got to get, you got to, in other words, you got to trust the spirit. You got to trust God. Because listen, what if you're going to say, okay, well, listen. Well, she was, some people say, well, actually, relied on words, but she was doing the right things. She could have been, she, yeah, she was doing, she came to prayer. She's doing the right things. It's coming right to come to prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Right to give, right to tithe, right to uh, sweep up the church when needed, right, right, doing all the right things. Spirit ain't right. Have no confidence in the flesh. Lean on the spirit of God. Can I show you something else? What's going on with this thing? Because this is just this is just deep. This is just deep. Can I show you something else? Though? Watch this. And this did she did she did many days with Paul being grieved. Turn and said to the spirit, not to the woman, to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he, and he came out of her the same hour. Now watch this. Because whenever, whenever the spirit of God moves, whenever you stop the enemy. See, here's what you don't understand. Imagine this real quick with me. Imagine Paul walking the streets of one of the major cities in the United States right now. And there's a pimp there that has prostitutes. And Paul preaches to the prostitutes. And they get saved and leave the pimp alone. That does stop that the pimp's money flow. That stopped his game, right? Paul might be in trouble. Imagine Paul walking some of the streets in your neighborhood. And you, you know there's drug activity maybe going on. And Paul goes in. And heals the drug addict and casts out the spirit. Not a drug addict don't want any more drugs from the drug dealer. And the and the, you just Paul just messed up the cash flow of that drug dealer. Imagine Paul going in to the hospitals or to the people where people are actually getting money to um, help people. And you go in, you don't cure everybody in the place. And everybody doesn't have no disease no more. Everybody can go home. Quiet's kept. I don't know the good example because I might be in trouble with them myself. Quiet's kept. You don't mess up somebody's game. Imagine somebody now healing and saying, "Think for yourself." Now, suddenly you're not controlled by this man or that man or this religion or that religion. And you're not tossed to and fro. You're not on drugs. You're not on this. And the you know, hopes of people's gain is gone. You may be in trouble. See, real anointing disrupts the cash flow of the enemy. Because oftentimes sin is big business. And if you disrupting the flow, if you disrupting the order of things, 
you could be in trouble. Well, if you don't believe me, let me keep. Let me, let's just read then. Uh, let me read that verse eighteen one more time. Let me show you what I'm talking about. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Now watch this. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gangs were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them to the marketplace unto the rulers. Wait a minute. When the what, hope of what gang? She was a soothsayer. People would come in and get their fortunes read. She had a spirit of divination. They would come in and maybe get their palms read. She was on, on, on psychic activity. This, that, and the other. People pay money for that. But because that spirit was cast out of her, now all of a sudden, they're not making money anymore. And when you mess up people's cash flow, they got a problem with you. See, a lot of preachers nowadays is not messing up anybody's cash flow. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't disrupting the order of sin. Nobody has a problem with it. But as soon as you start disrupting people's cash flow, that's how you turn the world upside down. We we not turn the world upside down into what we're doing nowadays. <laughs> Lord, I let me let me show you something real quick. We're rubbing their bowls with the peoples. Instead of that. but let me let me let me let me go. Let me let me let me show you something real quick. Watch this, and he brought them to the magistrates, and saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Yeah, we trouble mm -hmm. the city. Lord God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the preachers, the men of God, begin to trouble the city. In these last days, they begin to trouble the city. And we are troubling the city. Because there's always somebody teaching against or trying to preach against the morals and the different things, Christianity and different things that, that come about. So we are troubling the city. They are troubling the city in much love in Jesus' name. Watch this. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, need to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Listen, they, they, now they're getting ready to get beat on. All because of the anointing. See, when I say, when people say they want to be anointed, yeah, that's why I look at folks. Are you really anointed? When, when people want to, you're gonna be on some kind of persecution, you're gonna be on some kind of attack when you're anointed. So, are you really anointed? Hmm. Yeah, my cobot they cut out shit. about. Are you really anointed? Help us, Lord God. Now watch this, because the anointing will cause you to get in trouble with some people of this world. Can, I, can, I, can, I go, can we go deeper into the scriptures? Watch this. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they were like, oh, they were beat. When they had, see, they, see they, they, they cast out a devil and they didn't get a big offering. They cast out a devil, nobody um, gave them a Bentley, nobody gave them a house, nobody did. Nobody asked them if they want to be a millionaire, none of that. So they, no, they, this, it was something else going on with them. Mm mm. And they got they got beat and laid on them many stripes and they cast them to prison, charged them to the jailer to keep them safely. Mm. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stalks. They had been beaten with many stripes. They had been thrown into prison. Mm -hmm. They had been chained, all because of the anointing, all because. 
they cast out a devil all because they decided to make Jesus that you all because they decided to buy and they called an officer all because the Lord is their God. Can I show you something? But watch this though. Funny thing happens. People deal with adversity different. When you have the Spirit of God, you will deal with adversity different. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask that we begin to deal with adversity different. Not the adversity, I'm not, I'm not really speaking on the adversity we have created for ourselves. But sometimes the adversity that we have created for ourselves comes from being under attack in the, because of the anointing. But Father God, let us learn how to deal with adversity different. Let us learn how to deal with adversity through a praise. Not through complaining, not through pointing the fingers, not through what ifs, not through going over our lives. Well, if I made that decision back in 2000, if I want to marry this woman, I'm going to marry this man, blah, blah, blah. But Father God, let us right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth learn how to deal with adversity different. Let us deal with adversity from this day for phone with a praise. My God in here, look, look, look what happened to them. And at midnight, something happened. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Wait a minute. And at, they was already they, the, 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 the gobble shot. Everything was fine with them. They, they, were, they, they This thing all started off in prayer. Because they were headed to prayer in verse 16. And everything's fine. Through prayer, they decided we can see a demon that's saying all the right things. And they cast him out. Through prayer, all of a sudden now, they're getting beat. Beat on and accused of things and thrown to the prison and chained. And yet, they're going to keep praying. Sometimes when things are going good, people begin to pray. And when things are going bad and things turn around in favor, they stop praying. They get scared. They say, scared of this anointing. They get scared of this thing. They say, well, maybe if I stop praying, things will turn around for me. Maybe if I stop preaching. Because it like, seems seem like to me that when I started to start preaching is that that's when my trouble was coming. So maybe if I keep quiet about this Christ, maybe if I keep quiet about this God, maybe the devil will leave me alone. Oh, no, 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 no. They ain't how to think. Because I know people actually think like that. And you're making a big mistake. It is glorious. I found out it is glorious to suffer shame for his name. I found out it is glorious to get beat for his name. Because if you suffer with him, you're going to reign with him. I found that out. Now watch this. Let's not shy away from it. Let me, let me show you something else. Let me show you something else. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. They prayed. And not only that, but they began to sing, sing praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. My God. So, not only are they praising God and praying but they're praying loud enough that the other prisoners heard them. No wonder David said, Oh, Matt, now fight the Lord with me and let us all sing together. No wonder David said, uh, My soul shall make her boast of the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. They're praying loud enough and they're praising God loud enough for the other prisoners to hear them. Listen, when you pray and praise God, it has to be to where the other people. 
who are in prison, who are in prison in mind, in the circumstances, and prisoners in their own home, on their jobs, prisoners of their past, prisoners in their own churches, prisoners in their own schools, neighborhoods, prisoners of the of the of the past, of of, of religion, of tradition, of racism, of anything that's going on. And when it's good to praise God and pray a lot of for they can hear you because something's getting ready to happen. Praise breaks the chains. There's have been chains on your ministry. There's chains on your mind. And praise will often break the chains, not just off you, but of people that are around you that's hearing the prayer and the praise that's going on. As the Bible says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Suddenly it came. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. And so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Listen, God's getting ready to break this thing up from the foundation that it started. The foundation of you being incarcerated is getting ready to be broken up. The foundation of the prison was shaken through the praise. Can we, can we talk to you a little bit? They were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loosed. We forgot about this. We, we, we often forget about these things when we're going through. When we're going through the pressures of life. When we're going through the, the hardship of life. When we're going through stuff over and over again because that's our struggle and that's our battle. See, I don't look at folks who go through things over and over again as they never learn. Sometimes we're looking at fo- sometimes folks who go through things over and over again. That's their struggle. That's their battle. And that's what it's going to be like. But each time they respond, you got to respond to this to some to that thing differently this time. Now, when you respond to it differently and you get the victory, it doesn't mean that that devil ain't coming back. That's what he comes with. That's his bread and butter. Uh, that's his, that's his main goal. That's his bread and butter to get you to do what he wants you to do. He gonna use what has worked for years, but that's okay. Cause each time you can respond better than you did the last time. My God, this is not here, bo shakeri asukurabaha. That's right, that's right, that's right. See, rebo shakarabaha. My God, in here. Listen, everyone's bands will lose. Everyone's bands will lose. Everybody got delivered. Everybody got sick. Everybody got delivered. Everybody heard it. Everybody heard. All the prisoners heard. All the prisoners heard the praise and the prayer. Everybody was delivered. Everybody got bands. So they got set free because of the praise. Next time, Lord God, when my brothers and sisters are going through, let them respond with praise. Respond with praise. Let me, let me let me show you something else. And the keeper of the prisoner awakened out of his sleep. He was knocked out. You ever been sleeping on the job? <laughs> this cat was sleeping on the job, man. You ever had a had a, you ever had a security guy for or something like that? You you supposed to be up watching stuff and you knocked out. You ever know? Maybe he had some classes to take in the mornings. I don't know what's going on, but listen, he was knocked out, man. He was gone. He was in sleep. And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself. Let me tell you why he was killed himself. So back in those days, if you was a guard guarding the prisoners, and if those prisoners escape, your bosses will come and they will kill you. Yes. 
You're the one who will be executed because you allowed them to let them escape. So you're going to be executed. So that's why he was taking out his sword and going to kill himself because he's going to get it over with now because, you know, he figured that's what's going to really happen to him. But watch this. And when he had killed himself, watch this. Supposing that the prisoners had fled. And watch this. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Wait a minute. That, that, that is another miracle I see in the scripture because people think the miracles only the people only see the miracle of the chains being loose. People only see the miracle of the doors being open. People only see the miracles of, of that happening. And that is true. But also there's another miracle is this. Who do you know? What prison you know right now? If the doors are open, the chains are loose, those folks won't try to escape. But Paul said, nope, we are all here. They're all in shock anyway. Here they are, they see these two men coming in, prisoners just like them, chained, bound like they are. They hear these men at midnight praising their God. And the earthquake came and the bands were loose. They're like, Lord, have mercy. They're in shock right now. God is getting ready to put you in shock. He's getting ready to shock you. They got more shock. He's getting ready to shock you into a blessing. Listen, you listen, listen. I hear the Lord saying this to somebody right now, man of God. It's going, it's going, it's going. Don't worry about it. It's, it's getting ready to get back to that point where the word is the only thing that matters. See, you was much happier, and you was much healthier, and you was much and you were more blessed when the word was the only thing that mattered to you. And when you get back to that point where the word is the only thing that matters, then you will get you back. Oh, my God. I feel like preaching. I feel like shouting. I feel like that's, that's a, Lord God, somebody got to hear this. It's been too long. It's time to get you back. It's been too long. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to get your peace, your health, your mind, your goals, your focus. Your first love. It's time to get it all back. Lord have mercy. Let me, let me, get, let me finish this thing for a clown. Can I, can I give you something? Can I give you a praise? I got to praise the Lord God. God said you're getting ready to get it back. Let me, let me, let me, let me show you something. But how are you going to get it back? Through a praise. You, you, you've, been, you've been looking for people to give it back to you. You've been going through your, your scenarios in your mind. From your past and present and things and decisions you've made. And you think, let me go back. and You can't go back and change the decision. Listen, but you can give him a praise. And when you give him a praise, hear the Lord saying like this. I will restore unto you the years. That the misunderstandings. That the divorce. That the support. That the court cases. And that the finances. And that they took away from you. I will restore unto you years that this guy over here took away. Or this preacher over here took away. Or the misunderstandings took away. And everything that you thought that you knew took away. If you can just give me a praise, I can restore to you what you've lost. But you're going to have to learn how to give me a, get that praise back into your life. It is a praise that opened up these prison doors. And you've been in prison in your mind for a long time. You've been a prisoner of your decisions for a long time. But if you can learn how to give me a praise... Then I will loose the chains and open up the doors. You've been walking around, man of God, with a cloud over your head. A dark cloud. But I hear the Lord saying this. Come out of that thing. Come out of that prison. Come out of that situation. And you're going to come out with a praise. 
Let me give you something real. Let me let, let, let me give you something real quick. Let me let, let me show you something. Watch this. And then verse 29. And then he called for a light, sprang in, and came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas. He was and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Uh, uh, they they got they seen something. They got to see something. They they seen something. What has to let? Let me ask you, as a man of God, I'm asking the preachers now. As a man of God, when has the last time I somebody walked up to you and said, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" And they said, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ." They didn't say, "Join my church." They didn't say, "You gotta be Catholic." They didn't say, "You gotta be Church of God in Christ." They didn't say, "Apostolic Pentecostal." You gotta they said, believe. He said, what do I got to be saying? He said, believe mm -hmm. on the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. They didn't say, well, you got to do 10, 100 jumping jacks. They didn't say, well, you got to be have a perfect life. They didn't say that. They said, he said, he said, well, here's what you got to do. You got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't say all this stuff that we telling people nowadays to be saved isn't true. And that's leading me straight to the gospel. They have to believe on a death, a burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how you get it. Let me give you something else. Oh, Lord. And they said, and, and they'll believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, and you shall be saved. I said, and thou shalt be saved in that house. Can I give you something? And when they spake unto him um, the word of the Lord. And when they spake unto him the word of the Lord. And when they spake unto the word of the Lord. I feel pretty preaching. To all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all here straightway. And when he had brought them to his house, he done brought the people to his house. He don't care about getting killed no more. See how, see how it is when you, the, the, the keeper of the prison, he doesn't even care nothing about getting killed no more. He don't forgot about all his problems. When you get into the word, you will forget all that. The world doesn't matter once you get into this word. It doesn't matter when you get into this word. You, the reason why you have been pressured so much in your mind with problems is because you have allowed the problems and the cares of this world to take you down. But if you get into the word of God, man of God, one more time. My God in here. You will forget all about the world situation and its issues. Can I give you something? He, when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them. He don't cook. He don't want them worrying the cooking. He don't cook before and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And when he was, it was day. It's a daytime. The magistrate sent the magistrate saying, "Let those men go." Wait, a minute. Hold, hold up. So from from verse thirty four to verse thirty five, they don't went to this man's house on eight million dollars, and they don't went back to prison. The misconception in these scriptures is this, that Paul and Saul were praising God to get out of jail. No, they wasn't. They weren't praising God to get out of jail. They were praising God simply because he's God. See, we think they was praising God to get out of jail because that's what we do when we get out of mess. We want to hear him get out of some situation. But no, they, they, they was praising God just because he's God. Rebashe. They praise God because of who he is. They praise God 
because he's worthy. They praise God because he is the king of glory. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty. They, they praise God because he is the king. Because he is a beast. Because he is bread. Because he is light. Because he is life. They praising God just because he's God. When has the last time you praise God? Not because somebody promised you a meal. Not because somebody said you're going to be this and you're going to be that. When has the last time you just praise God simply because he's God? And the Lord saying this, it's to mean politicians in the pulpit and not enough preachers. There's too many politicians in the pulpit nowadays and not enough praisers. There's too many people who want to be movie stars in the pulpit instead of people who want to actually want to raise the dead and heal the sick and do the things and, and cause the disruption and make some things happen. In the morning, in the day, the magistrate said, sent the sergeant saying, let those men go. Let the man go. And watch it. And the keeper of the prison told the same to Paul. The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. But watch this. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast into the prison. And now they want to thrust us out privately, privately? Nay, really. Because, listen, when you're going through your mess, everybody knows your business. But when God sends a deliverance, people want to keep, you on the, keep it on the down low, keep it on deal, and walk out the back door. No. Uh-uh. I told you Paul wasn't praising God to get out of prison. Because when they said you can go, he said, no, I'm, I'm staying in here. Uh-uh. Mm, no. You want to want me to walk out the back door, huh? You want me to go out privily, huh? No, no, you, 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 you clown me in front of everybody. Now I apologize in front of everybody. It's funny how everybody want to doggone mess with folks and talk about folks openly. But when God sends deliverance, they can't. Oh, no, I, I can't. I can't. I ain't gonna get into all that. But let them come themselves and fetch us out. <laughs> and the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard they were Romans. And they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of this prison into the house of Lydia, and they had seen, seen the brethren. They comforted them and departed. Lord have mercy. People believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, believe on his death, burial, and resurrection. I don't know who's going to hear this podcast. I hope it gets to your ears. But believe. On Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in our house. That's it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Because if it's the word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.